Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of That One Thing, Real Talk with Milton O'Brien. I first want to start off by thanking you for joining us today. My name is Karina Shafalo, and it's a pleasure to have you on this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by RMK Productions, 10 United Podcast Network, and 5 Alpha Apparel Company. Through the power of story, our mission is to uplift your voice, inspire, share stories and experience using the perspective of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope, helping people every day. Hi, everybody. I hope everyone is having a great day. I would like to welcome a very special guest to us. Uh, Milton O'Brien's coming in hot. And we're going to get to talking and having this great discussion. Milton, if you want to give me a little bit of background info about yourself, um, he's actually in my economics class, and we met through that, telling me some amazing stories day in and day out. So wanted to get him on the podcast, wanted to just talk to you a little bit about, you know, resiliency and stuff like that, and we're just going to get into it. So, Milton, all hey, you. Karina, thanks for the invite. Uh, good morning, everybody, or good afternoon. I don't know where you're at <laughs> or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm Milton O'Brien. I'm a uh, freshman at St. Joseph University. Um, I'm an international business major, and I'm from El Salvador. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So El Salvador, that's pretty cool. And I remember you talking to me about this a little bit, um, and then you know, actually mentioning a few days ago that you were adopted, mm-hmm. and just that whole process. So I wanted to share a little bit about that, a little bit about your background. I think it's very interesting. Um, and getting into a little bit of that. So if you want to dive in. Yeah, so I remember telling you about uh, adoption and a little bit of like the challenges and kind of like the great things that happen with it. It's a, a bunch of positive and negative. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, I was I was telling you from El Salvador, grew, was born in a really, really poor town in El Salvador. A lot of people probably know El Salvador's a third world country. Uh, so Growing up, I never had my first mom birth dad. I grew up with my great grandmother. And we have volunteers uh, from Philadelphia actually come into the town. Wow. And so me grow I grew up then coming and helping people around my town. Yeah. And uh, once my great grandmother was getting older, uh, she she passed away, but before passing away, uh, sister who was the director for um, for the volunteers mm-hmm. made the promise to my great grandmother that she would find me at home. Wow. And she actually, oh my God. she actually kept up with her promise and now I'm here. That is literally um, straight out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like actually that, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, geez, that is, that is incredible. And, and you were, you were older when you came over here. Yeah. So when my great grandma had passed away, I was um, around nine to 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Then, when the, once adoption started, uh, the lawyer said that I needed to be with a stable family, so I needed to go to a foster family for while the adoption lasted. Wow. The adoption was supposed to last for uh, eight to ten months. Uh, we went the eight to ten months passed by. The adoption didn't happen, so <laughs> we extended the time to another six months, and then another six months until we ended up waiting for five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Walk me through, you know, some of those years and, and if you remember sort of your, your mental and emotional state at that point, how did you feel, um, you know, and then coming over to the country and just developing culture-wise, language-wise, I mean, how was that, you know? So, the years, and, and that's, a, that's one of the unique things that I think a lot of people, and as you mentioned, we, yeah. sometimes people think like adoption is just baby, you know, like you're a baby. That, that's, a, but, that's immediately, I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. That was immediately, immediately what I thought. I didn't even think about 
well, did he remember anything? Did he remember anything he endured from that experience? You know? Yeah, but at 10 years old, uh, I was like, I, I still remember when I first got the news that they said I was going to be adopted. I remember playing, being at the, one of the, with the volunteers and I fell down. I, I still remember the day when I, I fell down with playing with some boys and this guy who was a driver for the volunteers lifted me up and he said, we're going to get you out of here soon. Oh and God. a couple of days later, I was out, out of there <laughs> to where the foster family was. And being there and kind of knowing, like, oh, I'm going to be adopted is such an excitement. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have a family. I'm going to be good to the United States. You know, Absolutely. people in those countries have a big picture of the United States. Like, is the United States the place where you want to go? Right. So uh, because the land of opportunities. Yeah. So, but as the time passed, it was just like, hey, my adoption going to happen. Ten months passed by. They said it was going to be ten right. months. You know? Right, Now, ten months. It's frustrating. Passed. Yeah. So, I remember sitting, sometimes sitting down in my bed where I, where I was, and I was like, if, what if this doesn't happen? What's it going to happen with me? What's, what's it going to be of me? You know? Right. right. So, uh, and. And that patience, you know. That's the patience of a saint right there, just waiting and waiting and waiting at, for your life to essentially begin, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I also, I mean, I, I give all the credit to my parents, too. It's just, like, for them to wait that long because yeah. I actually had another pe- people who wanted to adopt me first, and they gave up after two years. They wow. said, it's too long, too much money that we have to spend on the adoption. So before even that, I already had somebody who said, we want you, but <laughs> we can't wait for that one, you know? Right. So... For them to wait that long, it was just like thankful to them, not only for adopting me, for waiting. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about thankfulness, Thanksgiving. I mean, that that is a huge, a huge gift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kudos to them for waiting because they got a great son. Milton is a great guy. (laughs) But, um, but, uh, yeah, no. So going through that, going through your story, sharing your story with students, with myself, you know, and not wanting to make it who you are, right? And, and yeah, I was telling you earlier, it was just like, um, sometimes I feel not bad for sharing my story, but I tell people, not, I don't tell people, but it's just like, I don't want people feeling petty or anything. And I tell my parents, sometimes I talk to my parents about it, and I'm like, I don't want people feeling, feeling petty for me, but I don't want people to say, like, it's okay for you to have this because you didn't have something. Like, right. I want to be able to earn what I get, you know? Absolutely. Because, I, and I do, one time in my high school, I was telling people my story, and they, this girl, I remember this girl uh, came up and gave me a hug because she felt like, oh, my God, no, you've been through all that. And I was like, please don't hug me. I just feel like that hug, the hug was like, oh, I feel bad for you. I feel bad. Yeah. It's not like it's a true blue. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. I, I was just like, no, I just don't really want to hug right now because I, want, <laughs> I honestly don't want people feeling pity. It, it's yeah. just like, I want to be, and the reason I kind of said to do the podcast because instead of people feeling pity for me, I want people to feel inspired by, absolutely. by the absolutely. challenge. You know, so. And use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, necessarily want to say you know have pity on me have pity on me and just to just to bring in my own story here too just to hop off Milton real quick being gay I mean for example like I'm not going to use that as my ticket to everything I don't get a free Wawa coffee because I'm 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 part of the LGBT plus community you know what I mean like that's we don't want it to be necessarily who we are but we want it as a tool for the future and saying that hey listen I got through x y and z what else can I do 
You know, mm-hmm. like bringing that confidence in, I was adopted and look at the life I've made for myself and my family, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you have an, you have a very successful life. You have a very promising future, Milton. I, I I've seen it, trust me, I <laughs> but using it as a tool and not necessarily your whole story. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we, we see this sometimes in injuries and setbacks that people have like an ACL tear or something like that. Like, they almost take it and they just kind of run with it in the sense of, well, now I can't do this because I tore my knee two years ago, or I can't do this because, you know, I was in a car accident and, you know, whatever. So that actually sets us back in a way, you know, and it sets our mindset back. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I say is like, and I tell a couple of my friends, it's like, don't give up. And and, and I was like, this is perfect because I was saying, it's like, don't give up on what you want the most for what you want now. It's like, just keep your yeah keep your uh mind straight think about what you want in the long run like oh i want a family i want to be able to be successful and to to have what i what i want to have you know what i mean yeah so whatever decisions i make now are going to depend on what the future is you know right so uh if you can just repeat that if you guys want to write this down if you're driving just keep it as a mental note but i actually put it on my senior quote for my, <laughs> my airport I said, this, like, is really, this is really good, I said, honestly. Like, Don't give up what you want the most for what you want now. It's definitely, it's, somebody wrote it. I forgot who, who wrote it, but I definitely keep it in the back of my mind. Don't give up what you want the most for what you want now. Yeah. That is, that is, like, profound, dude. Like, that is awesome. I love that. And, you know, Milton, you take that quote and you see that every day. And, and that is a crucial part of, you know, of life is finding something that motivates you and moving with it you know and and i think that quote really pertains to your past and just uses it as just leverage for the future you know yeah so you know we develop this mindset as we get older but we really have to check on ourselves and we have to check on our friends too and say to ourselves am i holding myself accountable accountable for my for my thoughts am i holding myself accountable for what you know i endure and kind of how i think about that like for example I had a uh, surgery on my legs two years ago. Well, not two years ago, probably about a year and a half ago. And, you know, I do runs at lacrosse and this and that. And I say, sometimes I catch myself saying to myself, like, uh, well, you had this leg injury, so it's fine. Like, you'll, you'll be all right. Like, you can just, you'll do one more. And then, you know, you have this leg injury now. So um, you can't really do anything about that. And you dig yourself a hole yeah. and you feel bad for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, how do you pull yourself out of that? And how do you inspire yourself to use it as a tool instead of something that you can kind of feel pity for yourself on? You well, know? that's, that's like something great. And I'm part of the winter immersion program uh, here at St. Jude's. And one of the things that we talk about is like, well, we talk about how we treat other people, how we see other people and how human dignity, is something that we all want, how we want to be able to uphold that with everybody and one of the things i said was like we got to be able to take a step back right where you said take a step back and see what you're doing see what your actions are and how is that affecting your relationship with people or how is how how is that affecting your personal life right and yeah and like sometimes what i like to do is i do a check-in so i check in with myself where i'm at in life you know and then I check in with my friends and my family. And at this time, getting thanks for friends and family, great idea because we were right around Thanksgiving. But am I, am I providing myself with, one, the emotional stability for growing in the future? And two, am I around people that are going to help me go to that length? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And 
and it's yeah and sometimes there's challenges like i mean uh there's things that happen <laughs> uh, no honestly and it and it it affects like you might think one this friend is helpful to me or this friend's this is friend's that and that could change in a few years yeah. things things happen things happen but you know moral of the story we have to use our inner compass to inspire ourselves to move forward and you know, so, i mean i think you got a great story man I, it's it's very inspiring to me um just hearing it from your perspective you know previously we were talking about this um, and then here now for the second time, it, it is incredible. Thank you. And I mean, you know. yeah. It's, and the other thing is like, there, there is like challenges that come along, along the way. And like moving, moving to the United States was uh, kind of like, uh, what am I going to do with the language barrier, with uh, the meeting new people? That, that was something that I thought of like, you know what? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like you get to that point where it's like, it's almost like, kind of like the climax of a movie when you get to the point where like necessarily it's kind of counterintuitive, like the way I'm thinking of it, it's like you hit the climax where you think you can't do something mm -hmm. and then you surprise yourself when you do it. And then, then you just, everything goes up. Yeah. And, you and, know. and that's, those kind of things is like what inspires me too. It's like, mm -hmm. if I was able to do this, I can do the other thing. Right. And, uh, you were able to learn a whole new language. Yeah. And yeah. And kind of like adapt to the cold weather it, it kind of, kind of <laughs> sounds like a silly <laughs> no, kind of sounds like a silly thing but it was just like coming from a, a country where the weather's like 70 degrees all the time and yeah then, you know those kind of things it's like if we're if i'm able to do this i can do the next thing and like adapting to making new friends that was that was something that i kind of not that i struggled with but it was just like how do i adapt to this new culture because even though we might not even think about it there there's like a big culture of challenges like people Absolutely. behave different and being young that was you're very was and you weren't you were 10 right so like at that point in time like some of these foundational things were already in movement you know what i mean like that's well, that's i was so. the adoption started when i was 10 but then i didn't come over until i was 15. Wow. So, and that oh was the other gosh. thing it's like being a teenager you know yeah. what i mean because <laughs> everybody it's would, hard it's yeah. and it's and it's like you hit that like the tween age you know mm -hmm. we're like adjusting and the leggings and the uggs or whatever for girls like <laughs> north face jack anybody out there knows what i'm talking about like you 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 were there but like you everybody was adjusting and you're you're trying to catch up you're trying to be like listen i gotta get this culture down i got and I, I gotta be honest i mean you're doing great right now. I, you. But, <laughs> but that kind of reminds me of the one thing that like you said, like how I felt. Sometimes I felt like I was left out. Yeah. Of some some stuff with friends, and I don't think my my friends did it intentionally, but it was just mm -hmm. like everybody being a 15, 16 year people, kids judge each other. You know what I mean? And I felt like just because I wasn't there at that, like I wasn't part of the culture, I kind of felt like not that they were judging me, but if they were just like you're not at the point where we are so they move on with their right. stuff right that's and that's, challenge. that's that's a very good point because you see almost this maturity difference in college but when you're still in high school and middle school kids aren't emotionally there yet to understand what you've mm -hmm. endured or understand you know okay well we have to talk to milton because milton has to understand this we might understand it but he's not he hasn't experienced that yet yeah. you know and you you almost kind of 
with experience, you kind of adapt this learning of people and meeting new people. Like now I know your background. Mm -hmm. Now you might know mine. And then we are able to empathize with more people or sympathize with more people when we meet them. Like don't take them for face value. Milton can be a very smart kid. Maybe he gets A's in every economics quiz that he does. I would never expect the background that he's had yeah. from what you see face value. So that's another thing we could take away from this is, you know, when you are meeting someone, try to dig a little deeper and try not to assume. Yeah, that's, that's something. And, yeah. And that's a great point. It's, it's like, it makes <laughs> me think because sometimes, I, I mean, nobody's perfect. And my mom is telling like, I used to, when I first came, I was trying to do everything like perfect, you know, like this has to be done this way. This has to be, and my dad tells me that I have OCD. <laughs> I no, I'm with you on that one. I got to be honest, I'm with you. But uh, it's just like, the thing is like, when you meet new people, I try, I always try to stay in positive because I don't know if it's because of the background that I have and I want to be able to look at people for what they really are instead of like what their surface are telling yes, me the packaging mm -hmm. of the food. so yes. the, we were talking about earlier we were like oh uh if you're meeting somebody maybe wait a little bit give it time give that, it that, time I, yeah i feel like that that's the thing where uh the important thing that's like a pin for me it's like give it some time let's see what happens <laughs> that is so honestly that is that's probably one of the best things i've heard all week give it time because there has been so many times I've met people in my life and I've been like, all right, I don't think this is going to like, if you don't immediately hit it off to me, it was like, oh my God, you know, like, I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to be friends. I sit next to her math. I can't really get out of this now. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then over time, it's almost like that mirror exposure effect. If you know what that is, yeah. like, it's just like you see them over and over again. And then you start to understand their background and their family life and mm -hmm. who they're friends with and what they like. Or you understand why people behave the way that exactly. They yeah. Or it could be the opposite. Mm -hmm. It could be the, you know, okay, now I understand why they're this way. Mm -hmm. And now I understand why I'm going to take backseat on this. Mm -hmm. Right. So it can either go either way, but the most important key is time. And I was actually talking to my dad today. Remember one time I came into uh, econ and mm -hmm. I, had, I was like, I just had a really bad meeting. Yes. And yes. I talked to my dad about it and I was like, I really had this really bad meeting with somebody and I just don't know what to do. Then I met with the person again and it was a great It meeting. was perfect. It was like a really, and my dad was like, see, you, with time, you'll be able to yes. kind of understand. And I think that's kind of key for us. And you have to almost be like, Give it a few, like you said, like give it a few chances, give it a few meetings, and then you can make your assumption. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things my dad said to me, I mean, our, we're pulling out our fathers right now, <laughs> but they give great advice. Um, my dad's dad would tell him, don't judge somebody for who they are until you know them fully. So like, don't, what somebody, like if you tell me something about somebody else, don't judge them on that until you know for a fact, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? So I'm actually going to pull out and look at a uh, quote because I really like this. Don't judge, don't judge a book by its cover. That's it? That's the one. That's the yeah. one. Uh, absolutely. It, and that's absolutely true. Yeah. I like I like putting out quotes because uh, yeah. it, it kind of tells you, like, I mean, don't give up what you want the most or what you want now. Right. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's like, right. don't judge people before you get to know them because there might be, if you read a book, you can't just judge it by what it says in the front. Scroll, <laughs> yeah. You got to read pages. read through the chapters a little bit. Yeah. It's Val. Absolutely. Yeah. And like the summary doesn't do it justice. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of times that summary, I'm going to get a little um, 
uh, symbolic here. That summary is a very, very small piece of what that book is, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it doesn't do it justice. It never does. Ju- actually, like when I read this one book one, one time and I read the summary, and I was like, eh, eh. And it was actually a summer reading book, so I had to read it. And it's almost like being forced to be friends with somebody. Like, you really just don't want to do this right now, but you have to read it. And I read it, became my favorite book of all time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, if you if you put it into a book's perspective or if people out there, you know, like sport, for example, you're forced to play it in gym class, it might become your favorite sport. You know, it might become your, that might become your best friend. But, um, but yeah, Milton, listen, you got a lot of great points. Thank you. I love your story. Thank you. And yeah, and for anybody who's uh, listening to us, it's just like uh, I want my story or like the challenges that I've been through to serve as like an inspiration or just like take it on like, hey, if I've been through through this or or if you're struggling with something, don't forget like give it some time, just get through it, and you'll get through it. You Absolutely. know, work it, and you'll get through it. it. Doesn't matter what challenge you have. If just keep your mind that positive vibe. Positive vibes mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. That, is, that is an amazing um, piece for anybody out there right now that is maybe struggling with, you know, an upcoming test or a loss in the a loss of a loved one or anything like that. Give it time. Don't take it at face value right now. It's not going to stay like that. And I will provide that as a fact because it never will. Yeah. And one thing that I think sometimes we make as a mistake is that one thing can like cover all yes. of our life and so it's just like uh like let's say that meeting that i had i was like oh my god like you know like, <laughs> my whole day, i like, remember I, I literally i remember you coming in and it, it really did affect you yeah but but then i thought about it and i'm like you know what i'm gonna keep moving forward i, yeah, I don't care this is one thing that happened happened today mm-hmm. I, there's so many other things that i can do and it's gonna be a nice day you know and, and yeah and how did it make you feel when you got out of that second meeting oh it was just like it was great i was kind of <laughs> laughing at myself i was just like you know what it's like yeah so dumb that i was so mad at first and now and that's the thing it kind of connects all together for at least for me it's just like we gave it some time now you see what happens it's like okay right and you're you like know. you kind of like laugh at yourself like you just said like it's like you know, I didn't have to put all that energy into that. Yeah. Definitely. Like I could have, you know, spent some time elsewhere. And like, that's the thing is, you know, um, everybody's different and everybody has a past. Everybody has things that they're struggling with as well. So we got to give it some time and make sure that's not their personality. It's maybe something that they have endured. Yeah. You know? And, and you know what? Like another thing that I always think about and I like talking to my parents about uh, it's motivation. Mm-hmm. It's like I always think that finding something motivates you kind of drives you. Like hell yeah. Let's say my motivation is like when I was a little kid, I never had like growing up. It was just like a very tough situation with I with my great grandmother. I said before, and suddenly we had nothing to eat. Literally, it was just like a place where like probably just sleeping on the floor sometimes, having nothing to eat, and th- those times kind of. I'm like, I never want to go back to being yeah. that, being in that place. And that motivates you. That motivates me to be like, hey, I want to be successful. And I want to be able, I always kind of want to do community service, help other people out. Because, because you've been yeah. at that place and you know, like, I tend to think sometimes the best people that work in a profession is the people that have a background in it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to work on a... I want to be able to be successful for mm-hmm. myself, yeah. but also give back to people. And I feel Absolutely. like sometimes 
some of the positions that are there don't pay you as much. Mm -hmm. But if I'm able to make money for myself Absolutely. and then give, give back, that's, that's my plan. That like uh, philanthropy is that philanthropy? Yeah. yeah, like something like that is like you know take care of yourself and then disperse it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think that is so profound of you to to want to do that and to have that mindset because sometimes. You might see people that are greedy and just I I'm gonna get 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 and just leave because yeah. I'm taken care of now. But for you at this age to understand the emotional impact that somebody might be enduring in a different country or even in even the United States and wanting to give back your profit and wanting to help them just like somebody helped you, I mean that that's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. It's just like one of the things that bugs not bugs my mind, but it's just like. Uh, I met this kid. I came back from, I did a, a, a win, it wasn't a winter measure for it. It was a earlier arrival program here at yes. St. And we ended up doing community service at uh, some youth uh, place where kids who don't have families mm -hmm. uh, go. And the kids have to go to foster care. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what a coincidence. I ended up here with this kid. Wow. And I learned about the story of this kid who was 12 years old, and I'm so related to this kid. I was, like, I was around the same age. When wow. You know? Yeah. And the kid, the kid didn't have his family, and I was like, I called my parents, and I'm like, I really want to help this kid. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, but then I, I was, I was like literally crying. I was like, I really want to help this kid. It's just like. I don't understand why the system works this way or why this happens or, <laughs> yeah. other, or like why the parents are not there. And I was like, I don't want to give up on this kid because somebody didn't give up on me when I was that age. I'm going to give you a high five for that one real quick. <laughs> that, that is just, you're going to make me cry, honestly. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, I felt sorry for like, at the end, I, I couldn't help the kid because I was like, you know what, maybe somebody down the road will help the kid. And I, I still think to myself, it's like, I wish I could help this kid. And I yeah. wish that I could go, but right now I'm a college student. I can't do, I, I don't have money. I mean, I'm trying to- We got stocks or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like but, but yeah, yeah, like I, I really, yeah, it, it breaks my heart when I see a kid who's like a young kid who don't have their parents. And, and the system, I think it's very important for people to understand the process, getting more engaged and educated on, on what is like essentially you have to go through, right? Like a lot of people don't understand what the adoption process is or how it works. They kind of just think, oh, well, you know, you give it a year or two when the family's ready, they get a kid. No, uh, absolutely not. It, it was it was crazy. Um, well, I mean, it, that's the good thing. Like I, I still remember it. It was like paper after paper after yep. paper. And an international adoption from El Salvador to the United States, it was even more challenging for it to take five yep. years. And we would, five years. We would write to people. I was like, I even thought of writing a letter to the president of El Salvador to mm -hmm. ask him, can you please help me get adopted? Like, I really want to go and live with my parents, you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's, a, that's the thing. It's like, I had my parents here who were willing to, yeah. to, to adopt me. Yeah. And the government's like, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And the government of El Salvador, after I left, they canceled all the adoptions from El Salvador. Oh, my that's God. That's the last adoption. <gasps> Oh my! God. Here's even another challenge. When I first, when the adoption was all over, we bought the tickets. I came on Christmas Eve, 2016. I moved here, and we were supposed to be here uh, December 23rd, and we forgot a paper. And the immigration guy said, "I'm sorry, we can't let you pass." Oh my gosh. And we, 
Imagine, imagine the frustration. You I, get there, and then I, I like, got to the airport. It's like after five years, I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh I'm done with my family. I'm done. And I get to the airport with my dad because my mom had to come and take care of my brother. And the guy, he said, and my dad, I remember my dad looking at him. He was so frustrated. He was like, we've been waiting to adopt it for five years. Could you please like help yeah. us out here? And the guy was like, I'm sorry. Can't let you through. Oh my. So it was just like, okay, here we go again. Another Yeah. Time. And so another, was- another added layer to this yeah i don't even know how we got to this story but <laughs> no but you know what hey listen i love this stuff like this is and this is so interesting and, it, and it's enlightening for people who are listening right now to understand this and understand that it's not all cookie cutter it's not like you sign a paper and they're yours like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things and a lot of people are unsuccessful yeah. and that heartbreak and you know, if you have the time to go out and, and donate, especially around the holidays, so we're approaching the holidays, Thanksgiving's coming up, you know, think about those kids out there that might not have a home or might not have a hot plate of uh, turkey to come to, you yeah. know, and and think about maybe they might not be surrounded by family around this time, not not to get a little more on the deeper end. But I mean, we have to start to think about that and, and start to integrate that into our lives a little bit, um, you know. Milton, you came from some, something like that, but even for people who didn't, I think the world would be a much bigger and better place if people started to think the way you're thinking. Yeah, I think that even and even if you don't have the same background or anything, that's why I say, like, I, I want to be able to help people to understand, like, hey, there's some people that might need your help and maybe you're able to help them more. Uh, just an inspiration to for your own life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just be able to set your mind or the goals that you have and get like work on them, be inspired by your own, because everybody, and this is one of the things I come to understand is like, everybody has had their challenges. Like, yes. You have had your challenges. Everybody in life has their challenges. And we have to take those to inspire us to become some, something better. It's a puzzle piece. It's, I think it, it is. And, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Taking your story, inspiring myself with your story, taking my story, giving it to yeah. you, and you know, expressing our our backgrounds is huge. Yeah, and like being take, personal, taking the losses, or because everybody, I mean, even let's say I'm um, from El Salvador and this or the other adopter, whatever, but that story motivates me, but it can also motivate somebody else. Absolutely. But the, maybe somebody don't have this big story but they have a little something that's smaller but they still are passionate about it stuff like that passionate about it or motivates you to become somebody better absolutely yeah and milton i i think listen you brought up some great points and if anybody i'm gonna drop his instagram in our my post that i'm gonna make about this it's gonna be coming out soon but um and we'll we'll get to know milton a little bit more he might you know, pop on uh, a few times uh, soon. But Melissa, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing your story, and sharing some things about yourself that might have impacted you in some way. I know it has for me, um, you know, and just, you know, trying to touch somebody else. So I'm going to leave it with this little call to action for you guys. Little one thing. Think about one thing that you are grateful for this upcoming holiday. Me? For me, you, oh. <laughs> and, and these guys, anybody, anybody, you can do it now. You can reflect, ponder on it. Think about one singular thing. And don't just be like, I'm thankful for my family. Why are you thankful for your family? Go a little bit deeper. 
think about it and maybe tell somebody that you're thankful for them. Yeah, right? definitely. So Milton, again, thank you so much for having us, Thanks for, for coming on. I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. I mean, it was, it's great. <laughs> Thank I you. Hope, I, I hope I get the invite again. <laughs> yes, you will be. You will be. You, this is not the last of Milton. So have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.